my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. I totally messed that up. I'm sorry. I did too. It's cool. Right. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I'm doing. <laughs> you said hi. I'm like, hello. Oh, wait. Yeah. She's not done. Uh, hi. Hey. <laughs> so I learned a new word the other day. Yeah. It's not really a new word. It's just a word no one ever uses anymore. So it sounds funny. But you know when someone's disgruntled, they're like angry about something? Yeah. Well, did you know that the word gruntled, it's like a word? So if you're not disgruntled. You're gruntled, which means you're content. Interesting. I know. I'm going to use it. I'm gruntled. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I got a phrase tag out of my head, too. What? Hot diggity dog. Hot diggity dog. <laughs> We've been watching a lot of uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh, yes. my place. So, oh, yes. hot diggity that. dog is like In fact, I actually said that today while we were at the store. Nice. I found something. And I'm like, hot diggity dog. And this lady looked at me. I'm like, I have kids. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. I don't miss that. But it's it's not half bad, so. Yeah. It's better than some of those other shows, like Teen Titans Go. Oh, well, my kids like that show. I can see why they would like it, but for a three-year-old, seeing them doing so, like, the kissing the muscles and be all obsessed with stuff, it's just, <laughs> like, no, no, if you're going to watch cartoons, at least it's going to be something educational. I guess for a three-year-old, yes. And yeah. when he's five or six and wants to watch that show, sure, whatever. You might think different when he's five or six. <laughs> Maybe, we'll see. <laughs> No, because his brother will be three, and I can blame it on his brother. There you go. How was your week? How was how was your anniversary? It was good. What did you end up doing? So we went out to dinner. We went to, uh, I can't remember the, the name of it. It's underneath Takiyago. Oh, um, it's the gas house. Yes, we went to the gas house. Yeah. So we parked the garage over by the PlayStation, and we just, like, picked a direction and started walking. Sure. And we saw Club Soda, and then we saw Takioka, and then we saw the gas house. And so we walked in because Takioka's above the gas house. Yeah. And we're like, hey, do you have a, a ta- open table? <laughs> do you have an open table for either of the two? Because they both sound good. Yeah. And they go, well, this one's full, but we have one just opened up right over here. Come on in. Sweet. We're like, fantastic. I guess we're eating here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the food is really good. And it was the first time I ever left a restaurant. Well, I finished all my food, but my husband had to take some home. Whoa! Yeah. It was fantastic. I'm like, I must be really hungry. (laughs) No kidding. And then after that, we went to the hockey game. Yeah? How was it? Second time I've ever been to a hockey game. Love hockey games. And I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. We won 7-2. to And there was a minute and a half fight. Go Comets! It was fantastic. I loved the fight. Well, everyone does. It's hockey. Yeah. That's what you go for. So then we ended up getting home around, I think, 11 o'clock, and my friend ended up leaving about a half an hour after that. Nice. And when we got there, both the boys were asleep. Oh, even better. It was it was a good night, so I really had a lot of fun. And then the next day, we spent about nine hours at my in-laws' house. Whoa. And I ended up going to Walmart to go randomly shopping. Uh, we were looking at baseball cards with my father-in-law, so I had to go get him a new binder because, you know, we put new cards in the little sheet, sheet things. Yeah. Which is where I found our fantastic new cups. Yes! When I posted a 
photo of those. They are amazing, and I love that whenever I pick it up, my thumb goes right into the eye, honey. I saw those. I couldn't help myself. My son saw them, and he goes, Mommy, look, that's spooky! <laughs> and so I went over to go see what he was looking at. And I'm like, those are cups. This is fantastic. <laughs> and I took a picture of it. And I was going to send it to you. Like, hey, Heather, check this out. Yeah. And then I just decided to buy them instead. Even better. I so. love it. What about you? How was your week? Uneventful. Honestly, not much went on. I didn't do anything. I... Did I do anything? Uh-huh. Nah, I didn't. It's been a very low-key week. It's been... I've been focused so much on the the podcast that I don't think I did anything this week. I know that Thursday is going to be an emotional day for me. Why? It's my first day back to work. Oh, finally. With Get out of the house. Normal work hours. Yeah, fun with that. So it should be interesting. All right. Well, this week we are going to continue our conversation on Black Eyed Kids. So if you did not hear our last episode, stop and go back and listen to it. And then you can start this one now. Because it'll make more sense. It'll definitely make more sense because I will be going back to that, to some of those stories as we discuss. Are we going to talk more stories? Or I'm, I'm not going to tell you more. I'm going to tell you maybe one or two stories, but it, it has to do with what we're we're talking about. We're talking about um theories. Yeah, theories. What are they? What do they want? What are they here for? What is the stipulation on how they get it? On how they yes, and we're going to talk about all of that. But do you have a random fact for us? Oh yeah. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. I keep forgetting. Did you know that the popsicle was invented by an 11-year-old boy? That's actually kind of cool. It is really, really cool. See, kids can come up with cool ideas. See, for a second there, I thought you were going to say it was invented by, like, an accident. No. By just a kid. That's awesome. It is. Good for him. I know, right? He should be a millionaire. Probably was. All right, so I covered... A bunch of different things that the Black Eyed Kids could be and possibly what they want. I even dove into the skeptical side. So we can go with lore or skepticism. I think we should do with both because I want to hear the lore. Lore. Well, I mean, I want to do both, but what should we start with? Let's start with the skepticism just because I'm still like, I still don't believe that they're real. Sure. Though, my son did scare the living poo out of me the other day. What did he do? So, Again. it was three days after we got done talking to those black-eyed kids. And he's in the living room watching cartoons. My baby is in the swing, you know, just chilling out. And I'm in the kitchen doing dishes. And all of a sudden, I hear something fall. And then I hear, Mommy! Somebody's at the door! Uh. And this was like, 10 30 almost 11 o'clock at night he wasn't feeling good so you know he wasn't having he was having problems falling asleep so i'm like okay watch cartoons with your blanket i'm gonna get some chores done yeah turns out it was my husband and he just forgot his keys at home <laughs> but yeah that and it was re- the, what really freaked me out is so they're just knocking at the door and then the mommy somebody's here uh-huh. and then so i went to the door and i opened the door and nothing was there so I open this, the next door and I step outside to look. <laughs> and that's when my husband walks around the corner and like, I was going to go in the garage. Oh. But thanks for getting the door. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't believe in these things. But what a coincidence. No kidding. That would have been hilarious if something would have happened. Oh, I would have been calling you. <laughs> I would hope so. Would have had your own little experience. But... I think it would be cool, but I still don't necessarily believe 
in the Black Eye Kids. Okay, well, we'll go through what you think, the skepticism side, and then we'll go through what I think it could be. And then we'll do the lore. Lores. Lores, lores, lores. Whatever. I, I think it could be any of the lore, so we'll just go through all that. That works. All right. Just to recap a little bit, black-eyed kids are kids generally between the ages of 6 and 16. They always wear kind of bland-looking clothes. They always want something out of you to go inside of your house, maybe use your phone. You just don't want a lot of men. Or your car. Or your car, you, you know. They want in. They want in. They, they always ask, but they can't come in unless you say it's okay. And But they're kids, so you always think, okay, they're kids. You always have that, I want to help you because you're instinct. young and you're vulnerable and you need help. But don't let these get kids in your house because these kids are different. And you'll see it eventually, hopefully, that they have completely black eyes and they're not good. And in a lot of the stories that you read, it said that, Everybody who encountered these black-eyed kids mm-hmm. had a wash of fear over them. Yes. Instantly. Yes. They're, they're always, they always have that fear come over them. That isn't the one couple that actually left them in? All their yes. cats died and... Well, one of them died and the other ones ran away. Now they've got, like, cancer and they're slowly dying and yes. they're not sure what happened. Yep. So my first question, because I've been thinking about this all week. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you planted a bug in my head and then my kids scared the poo out of me. Good. Is, does it have to be the people who actually, like, live there? Like, the adults that live there that invite the kids in? Can it, a kid invite the kid in? I or, let's know. say you've got a friend over at your house. Mm-hmm. Kid ducks the door. Yeah, come on in, because it's a kid. I don't know. There have not been any instances of other people inside someone else's home that allowed them in or had an encounter with them. It's always been at their own home or in their own car or what have you. It's never been someone, someone else at someone at someone else's house. So I'm wondering if the black eyed kids know this and they have to approach the owner of the house or the owner of, or whoever lives there in order to get in, it has to be someone who lives there. So they know this, so that's who they go to. Okay, well, let's say it's a five-year-old kid that, you know, let's say they're still learning the rules of I can't open the door without mom or dad there, but they still do. Mm-hmm. Can the five-year-old invite them in? I don't know. Again, there's no stories about that. <laughs> so. I don't think the five-year-old would, because I feel like with all the other stories, mm-hmm. um, the wash of fear yes. would make the kids scream and run. Possibly, yes. But I was just curious. It's one of those things that kind of popped in my head the other night. Sure, yeah. Especially with the... Movie! (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that is definitely something something to think about. I have no answer for you, though. You you pose an intriguing question, Taryn. (laughs) I'm glad I could do that for you. (laughs) This is what happens when you give me stuff to think about prior to... I'm glad. I'm very glad. So hopefully you will have some insightful things to bring to the table. I didn't do any research. I just was thinking about stuff. That's fine. Thinking is good. I thought about it all week. For the past two weeks, technically. Alrighty. So we're going to go with the skeptical stuff for now. So there are probably hundreds of different stories and encounters that you can find online. There was so many that I didn't get to read last week because there's just that many. 
which begs the question, why are there so many? And yet people still believe it's not like a real thing. Like you are being skeptical about it, even though there are hundreds of stories like this. Do you want to know the reason? I'd love to know the reason. Probably because 90% of those stories are fake. Okay. I would guarantee 90% of the stories are made up. You find most of them on Reddit or on blogs or just random parts of the internet. There's almost no hard proof evidence of these stories being real and true. One story that we read last week, I will say, is probably 100% true. Only because I listened to Astonishing Legends, that's another podcast, and they did a three-part episode on this. And they interviewed Brian Bethel. Is that the car guy? That is the car guy. He is the one who put the original story out on the internet back in the 90s. They interviewed him. And you always, I think, by just listening to someone, just hearing them tell a story or explaining any kind of different thing, you can tell whether they're telling the truth or they're not. I 100% believe him. I believe that what he saw, he believes he saw. That makes sense. Not saying it is what he saw because I'm playing the skeptic right now, but you know, he thought he saw it and he believes it and I believe him. Well, it's the same with the people that believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of skepticals about, you know, do ghosts really are they real or not? Mm-hmm. So I could see how people are skeptical about the black-eyed kids. I don't know. I guess because I don't know much about them and I haven't heard a lot about them. And I never heard anything about them until you started talking about them. Which is why I never really thought about them or think that they're real. Because it feels like a newer thing to me, even though it's not a newer thing. It technically, in the world of folklore, yes, it is one of the newer ones. Because, you know, there are folklore that go back, like, thousands of years. Or there's folklore that started on the internet, internet like Slenderman. Speaking of ghosts, random tangent. Okay. Video chatting with my brother and sister-in-law mm-hmm. that live in my parents' old house. We was holding on to the baby, and they see that the baby's head goes sideways to look at something random in my house. Because he does that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. random shiny things hit the wall, and he's like, ooh, shiny. And I make the random comment later over time. Buddy, what are you looking at? And my brother goes, it's a damn ghost. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't have ghosts in my house. They're all at your place. (laughs) And his wife, who originally didn't believe it, she goes, yeah, I know. And we're leaving. I'm like, I want to know what happened. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) So apparently, my parents' old house is still haunted. Sweet. Anyway. All right. At least now we know that it's still haunted. I don't know why all that made me think of the random conversation with my brother. Okay, so if 90% of the stories are fake how can you tell that they're fake and what's the difference between the fake ones and the real ones unfortunately that is the problem i suppose it's can you tell someone's lying or not depends on the liar so if something actually did happen to someone and they're just really good at like writing and they wrote this whole huge elaborate thing that happened to them but people won't believe it because it's too elaborate but it's like but they're a writer that's what they do or it's someone who, it's the same incident, someone else writes it, and they're not a very good writer, and just puts whatever they want out there. They're missing a few things, and things don't quite come together. People go, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. This couldn't have been true. Who knows what's true and what's not? Honestly, online, it could be either or. No one knows. You just have to think, the person who wrote this, what do I know about them? Do I think they're lying or not? I feel like if the black-eyed kids are real... I think they go after like the vulnerable 
or mm-hmm. more open people. Possibly. That are more willing to, like, attempt to help them. It's a possibility. Or want to help them, even though it's not a good idea to help them. I really like that we're trying to go at this in a skeptical way, but you're still talking about how they're real. Well, I'm changing my mindset. Okay. Because I'm playing the skeptic right yes. now? Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay. All right. So this story came out in the 90s. Socially in the United States, a lot of stuff happened in the 90s to kind of support this folklore and where it went. Okay, there's a show that I watched called When They See Us on Netflix. Okay. Great show. It all happened, I think, late 80s, early 90s. And it was about these kids who were in Central Park And they pretty much caused a ruckus, but they got pinned for something that they did not do or sent to prison for it and all that, blah, blah, blah. They didn't actually do it. Okay. Either way. And then you have what happened in 1999 at Columbine. Kids going into a school and shooting up other kids. This whole thing back in the 90s was kids are, are terrorizing thing. They're getting a hold of guns. They are killing people they're hurting people and it's this whole thing that kids are dangerous now well you know with the combine shooting they didn't weren't originally planning on doing the shooting really in fact they set up several bombs in the cafeteria Mm -hmm. and when the bombs failed to go off then they went in they went in with the guns either way kids are dangerous (laughs) they can be this supports my whole thing is is that and all sorts of bad things happened back then. I mean, kids were getting shot up by the police because they were causing issues. And this just cemented the whole fact of kids are dangerous. Then comes the stories of the black-eyed kids. They're dangerous. Some of them were wearing hoodies. Well, lots of parents told their kids back in the 90s, don't go out by yourselves, especially don't wear a hoodie at night. Because people will suspect that you're doing something bad. Which is strange. I mean, obviously, it's not super strange. It's just how it was socially back then. But it's not It's not the best way of thinking. Just because it's just based on what someone is wearing. You're suspecting them of being super dangerous. Just because a kid is wearing a hoodie. They're dangerous. I guess it depends on also, like, the side of town you live in, where you live. For example, I grew up, where I grew up, it was out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So if a random kid that we didn't recognize was walking up and down the street wearing a hoodie, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, who are you? What are you doing? And you know, suspicious. In the middle of the city, kids walking around in hoodies when it's cold outside, walking home or whatever, it's not as as suspicious, depending on Still what it suspicious. is. suspicious. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying it's not as suspicious. Like, when you live in an area where you know everybody on that block and for the next, like, the two-mile range, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's a random person or a random car. Yeah. Like, you knew when the neighbor kid had a new boyfriend or girlfriend because a new car showed up, and then you went over to their house and questioned them. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But, and it, the media had a lot to do with it as well back in the 90s, just promoting the whole thing that kids are, are all dangerous now. Even Oprah Winfrey went on her show back in, in 88 and said that, you know, kids are dangerous. They're hiding guns everywhere. Do you think that it's not that kids are more dangerous then than they were, you know, farther back in time? But because not only now you have the media that made it easier mm-hmm. access, and then you have that generation where my parents were really tough on me, so I'm not going to be as tough on my kids. So now they're more rowdy. So you've got the rowdier kids along with the immediate media, this is what's happening, Yeah, that made it sound worse than what it really was. 
very well. I 100% agree with that full heartedly. I think that is one of the bigger issues is that the media promotes it and parents are getting soft. Yeah, I agree that parents are a lot softer on their kids. In fact, I was having lunch with a friend today mm-hmm. and she is in her 60s mm-hmm. and she is basically helping raise her five grandkids Ooh. because her daughter works a weird schedule and her, and her daughter's husband works a weird schedule. Yeah. And so she'll we'll be talking, and she goes, my granddaughter will do this with her mom, but she won't do it with me. I'm like, that's because your grandma, and you won't let her get away with it. Yep, that's right. We're going to kind of switch gears here and address the whole part of they always ask for something. That's another part in society that people seem to deem not necessarily, I guess it could be kind of scary or freaked out. It's like that a homeless man, a homeless man comes walking up to you on the street and just asks for something. For some people... It would be scary for them because, you know, you hear stories of, you know, stabbing stabbing you or something for all you're worth. Then all they're doing is asking you for something and you say no and then they're going to stab you and take your stuff anyways. Or, you know, there are some people, it's like some people who like rob others, kind of on the same point that you're going on, Mm -hmm. where they just do it super polite so that you don't have that, well, I feared for my life thing. Yes. Can I please use your phone? No, yeah. But but that, that same thing is a, a random person coming up to you and asking you for help doesn't happen so much in our society. So whenever something like that happens, it makes you feel unsafe, which doesn't make any normal sense because most people aren't going to come up and, and shank you. I can see that. Like there's a time where like, let's say your tire gets flat sure. or you as a woman with kids or just a woman by yourself mm-hmm. stuck on the side of the freeway, flat tire. Yeah. Okay. A guy stops to help you. You want his help at the same time. Do you accept it? No, I don't. Never. I never have. <laughs> I never have. I've had people do that. I've had people stop and ask if I needed help. And I've always said, nope, someone's coming to get me. No, I don't accept that help. Because, again, it's that thing. In our society, strangers are bad. They can be. Yes. They can be. So even a strange child... Especially back in the 90s when all the kids were being outrageous and bad and killing everybody. Those darn hooligans. Those hooligans. Strangers still equal dangerous. So I think a lot of the stories are possibly coming from basically our society that was in the 90s. So all of these stories are popping up, basically cementing the fact that, yes, what you believe about kids is true. They're dangerous. Yes, what you believe about strangers is true. They're dangerous. Don't let people inside your home. It's dangerous. So, okay, but there's... Don't help people. (laughs) Help people. But that's just what our society in America is. So you had this one story where the kid was coming, going home, and he saw this random kid and asked him if he needed help with anything. Yes. he didn't say anything, and then all of a sudden it's, you will take me home and I need to use your phone. Or can I use your phone and you need to take me home? No, it was, was, you're taking me home. Oh, I thought it was, I need to use your phone. No, he wasn't asking. He was saying, you're taking me to your house. So has there ever been an incident where it's not, I need to get in your car for some reason, or I need to be in your house for some reason, I just need to use something that you have on you? For example, if you're out no. walking, and a random kid comes up to you and is like, I, can I borrow your phone? Is that the same as using your own personal stuff? No. Or do they have to enter your personal space? I think you have to enter, like, your home. That's what it has to be. It has to be your home. Or your car. I guess some people's homes are their cars. Yeah, but it sounds like <laughs> the first guy that put it out there wasn't. No, but living in his car. I think it's still dangerous because they're still he's still allowing them into something that he owned. You still never actually like said exactly what 
happens when they come to your house. Like, yeah, that's that one story. That's I mean, what else they did, aside from, like, creepy using the bathroom together. Well, we're going to get into that okay. a little bit further. What I believe possibly happened. But we're still on the skeptical side All here. Right. We're, still, we're still going. So, basically, my whole thing is American society kind of sucks when it comes to kids needing help. That's basically it. I mean, there's stories for a society that is becoming more isolated and more alienated and not wanting to help anybody out. This is that's what it is. That so these stories, whether they be true or untrue, that's what they're stemming from. They're stemming from just a bad society. Kind of like those scary stories, like if you go out and take a girl out to the car with you to the like the hill, mm-hmm. the guy will come and kill you. Yes, same type of thing. Exactly. Alrighty, I can see that. I, I tried doing more research on maybe medical conditions that will cause completely black eyes like that. There are none. Aside from being punched to the face? No, because that's not even your eyeball. That is literally the socket around your eye. So it's not your eye. Unless it's so swollen. That and then add in drugs with black eye and then you have... I suppose it could possibly look that way, but you would still be able to see at least a little bit of whites on either side of your eye. Not if the eye is, like, swollen. I still don't... Not, no, because you would then go, oh, this kid has a swollen eye. Not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. You could tell. I'm, I'm sorry. Tr- I'm trying here, people. It's not working. <laughs> no, that's not. That's one of those, oh my gosh, let's let this kid in here because I can definitely tell that his eye is swollen. Well, maybe that's a better tactic. <laughs> maybe. Don't. Black-eyed kids don't listen. That's... No, don't do it. Either way. So that is the skeptical side of things, I think. And it brought up some really good points. That was actually... Uh, there's a heck of a, lot of a lot more that was in this article that I took all of that from. All right. This article was called Black-Eyed Kids and Other Nightmares from the Suburbs by Brian Platt and Brian Roth. It was a really great article if you get the chance to read it i yeah definitely read it all right so we're going to we're going to talk about um an old iroquois legend well the iroquois has a legend there okay so in the world there is a in asian culture it would be the yin and the yang okay basically without evil there can't be any good and vice versa there has to be a balance to the universe. The Iroquois had a legend, and it was good energy and bad energy. Without one, you can't. You have you have to have both in order for the world to go around. Makes sense. The good energy is called Arenda, but the opposite to Arenda was the Otkan. The Otkan was the bad energy and the bad stuff. It was just a very broad term. But they did have an all-powerful evil force that was part of the Utkan, which was more, it was like a, a Satan-esque character. It kind of looked like a half-snake, half-human. He was a lizard person. <laughs> Those darn lizard people. Darn lizard people. <laughs> They're in bed with the chicken people. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe that's the alternate universe. It's the lizard people and the chicken people. Were the chicken people chasing, like, one of the lizard eggs? Because the lizard oh, people? Maybe. Oh, that's nuts. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Anyways, so, he's called the evil-minded one. Okay. Because he has an evil mind. But, 
because he was so evil, he wanted to spread the Otkan. He wanted the bad energy everywhere. So he would force himself on unsuspecting Iroquois women. And then they would bear children. And these children were filled with Otkan. Bad energy. And from this bad energy, they were born very pale and they had all black eyes. Most of the time, if a child was born with black eyes, they didn't live for long. They were killed by tribal leaders very soon after birth. But every once in a while, an Atakan would survive and wander through the woods and try to spread the Atakan onto other people. So that I guess that would be their own black-eyed kids. The Atakan were the black-eyed kids. Okay. And they were also said to act very weird and nervous, and they would repeat things. Let me use your phone. Can I come in? They would repeat things. And it was also said that they would cause all sorts of havoc amongst the tribe, because obviously their goal was to destroy it, because they're evil. And they would be very ferocious and mean and also often have a taste for human flesh. Interesting. So that's the Utkan, and that was the Uruquite legend of their black-eyed kids. Interesting. It is very interesting, because a lot of people do think that the black-eyed kids is a modern urban legend. But what if this is a legend, hypothetically, right? And the kids never actually grow up. Like, they hit that 16, and they don't ever age past the 16. Which is why you never see them past the age of 16. And so all the black-eyed kids that people are seeing nowadays are the same ones that escape from this legend. I feel like if they lived for that long, they would be able to figure out how to blend in. Not necessarily. I don't know. But if they don't want to blend in. I guess that's true, too. Hoodie, jeans. I mean, come on, what am I wearing right now? Well, it's not a hoodie. Well, it's kind of a hoodie. It's not a hoodie. Okay, it's a zip-up sweater and jeans, still. You look like a mom. I have a mom. <laughs> I got the mom here going on. Like, I leave the house with, like, two shirts on, so yes. if my kid has a mistake, we are covered. <laughs> Perfect. See? You, you look very mom. So you, you don't look like a dangerous black-eyed kid. I would hope not. I'm just saying. But yeah, like, I don't know. Even as a kid, I used to run around in, like, a sweatshirt and jeans all the time, and I'm sure. pretty pale, so. Minus, like, black eyes. I've got pale blue eyes. Yeah. But still, a lot of kids run around in jeans and in a sweatshirt. I agree with you. I did as well when I was a kid. But so then, in that fact, they are kind of blending in. I was dangerous. Well, I'm I could see that. I wasn't. <laughs> and I, think, I feel like I was the more t- dangerous teenager, but you're yes. the more dangerous, like, 20-year-old. Yes, that's probably accurate. So now as we see, though, that it's not just a modern urban legend. What do I have on? Oh, did I not take? Oh, it's just it's fuzzies. Okay. I wasn't sure what it was. But you're freaking me out. Like, what do I have on me? <laughs> She's very, very slowly coming over to me and staring daggers into my shoulder. Yeah. You just had a spider on your shoulder. I wouldn't squish it for That's you. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, what is it? <laughs> All right. So now that we know the Black Eyed Kids is not just the modern urban legend, it does have some roots and real old urban legends. We're going to go to Scandinavian folklore. Alrighty. Scandinavian, Norway, Sweden, Finland, those areas. That's Scandinavian, if you didn't know. I, I did, but thank you. Well, you never know. 
I, don't I, know I appreciate you know. that. <laughs> I know a little bit about a lot of things, just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> okay, good. We're going to talk about, and I apologize if you're listening to this and you happen to know what they're called. I don't. I'm just going by what it looks like. It looks like they are called the myling. Where is that word? Myling. That definitely looks like myling. M-Y-L-I-N-G. Myling. Myling. Okay. To According to Scandinavian folklore, myling are undead ghosts that are from either infants murdered by their mothers or unbaptized children that had died. And depending on the version, they do a bunch of different bad things. That is so sad. I'm sorry. Children killed by their mothers. And it happens more often than you think. And that really... You know, like the devil baby one that we, we did. I hated that one. Yeah, and you have it out right before I go in to have a baby. I, yeah. I see how it is. I wanted to welcome you to the world of babies again. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it is sad how many kids are killed by their parents. It is. It's very heartbreaking, but it happens. So obviously they have a folklore that surrounds it. Of course. So the myling will haunt places where they were buried and they might, you know, you know, like that cry in the middle of the woods that sometimes you hear and it's like, oh, it sounds like a baby. Yeah. That might be a myling. So like Central Park in New York City probably has a lot of them. Possibly, yes. I'm just saying, like, not saying that that's where a lot of people kill their babies. I'm just <laughs> saying know. it's a big park. It is. And a lot of and some of the stories that you, I felt like you read last week came from that general area. Mm-hmm. So maybe it ties in. Maybe. It's possible. Especially if they, you know, hot areas where they either A, knew mm-hmm. or B, died. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the myling will find travelers and ask them to carry them to hollowed ground so that they could be buried. Because in Catholic you have to be buried on hollowed ground if you're baptized. Yeah, you're also supposed to be married in a Catholic church and marry a Catholic woman. Yeah, Taryn. <laughs> I'm not Catholic, so I really don't know that much about being Catholic. My husband's Catholic. My husband's family is Catholic. Okay, so you know more than I do. I am not Catholic. You still should know more than I do. Probably. Because my husband is not Catholic. <laughs> and all of his family is, except for his parents and him and his sister. The rest of his family is Catholic. I still don't know much about it. But yeah, my husband and his entire family is Catholic. Our boys are bapti- will be baptized Catholic. I am not Catholic. Okay. I'm not denominational mm. Christian. All right. That's what I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now that we have that cleared up. Okay. So they ask travelers to carry them to hollowed ground to be buried. But as the traveler is carrying them, the myling tends to grow bigger and heavier the closer that you get. To the point where any person carrying one could sink into the soil. And if the traveler is unable to make it to the cemetery, the myling kills him in a fit of rage. So they have power over the soil to make it softer so you can sink? Because that would be a lot of weight. Well, then, I feel like their bones would be crushed prior to being sinking into the ground. But it's a it's a supernatural thing. So really, who's to say? So is it bone crushing or ground softening? Ground softening. Okay. We're going to go with that. Okay. 
I am going to read you a couple of different stories, kind of sort of based on, on what maybe possibly Miley knows are. Okay. One tale comes from a town, I think it's a town, called Bergslagen. All right. An old crofter was on his way back home from the tavern, and he was greeted by a small boy. I'm assuming his grandson. Because he said, Grandpa, Grandpa, can I suckle? Well, the old man refused the request, but the boy kept asking his question. He finally answered, if you have someone to suckle, then suckle, but you can't suckle me. After the boy left. First off, that seems kind of odd just because, you know, suckle all the boobies. Okay. Mm-hmm. No baby suckles on a man's boobies. You don't get anything out of it. Well, who knows if the boy knew that? I don't know. My three-year-old knows that. But maybe because we had to explain it to him because we're breastfeeding. Exactly. I had to explain it to him. Maybe this boy didn't know. All right. All right. The boy left. The old man finally got home to his cabin where he found his daughter dead with blood running from her breasts. Ew. The old man's answer let the boy take his revenge on his mother. So when the boy was allowed to suckle, he knew where to go. Grandpa gave him permission to suckle. He said... If you have someone to suckle, then do it, but you can't do it to me. So the boy was like, all right, I know where to go. I go home, go to Bobby. Yeah. And she basically like, killed her. Was it in this lore, it's babies killed by moms? Yes. Huh. So I suppose in this story, maybe he was getting revenge on the person who killed, killed him originally. Yes. Now, do these mylings have black eyes as well? I believe so. Yes, but the flo- the Lord doesn't specifically say that they do. So in the Mylin case, basically they're ghosts. That's what they they're they're very tangible looking ghosts, but they're still ghosts. Which would explain the pale skin. Yes. Alrighty. So I'm gonna read you a story that I didn't get to read the other time, and this one is more of a ghostly story to kind of go along with the Mylin. Alrighty. This did not happen in the Scandinavian area, but it did happen in England. All right, in September of 2014, a tabloid newspaper, you know what the tabloids are. Yeah. All right. Well, this tabloid is called the Daily Star, ran several full front page stories of a black-eyed girl who was terrorizing the area of Cannock Chase in Staffordshire, England. Lee Brickley was a paranormal investigator who examined the case. He claimed that a local woman had suddenly heard a terrifying scream which she believed to be a child in danger, which does go with the myling lore of children crying in order to get a traveler to come near. So it goes. Makes sense. Yes. She ran in search of the child, and after initially not seeing anyone, she noticed that a girl dressed in white stood behind her. She said that the girl had her hands over her eyes. But once the woman asked the girl she was okay she took her hands from her face opened her eyes and that's when the woman saw that they were completely black so no whites to the eyes 100% black she jumped back grabbed her young daughter that she had with her well, I mean I can see that like okay you want to go help this kid but you can't leave your kid yes. unattended so I guess taking your kid with you is better than leaving your kid behind that's true so that when she looked again, the child was gone. She saw a ghost girl with black eyes. So I'm thinking maybe she did see a myling, but then noticed 
you have a child with you. I'm not going to mess with you. No, you haven't done anything to your kid. You ha- Yeah, you haven't done anything to your kid. You don't maybe not deserve this. Or maybe it doesn't fit the criteria that they could go after. Maybe. I went everywhere to try to find articles because you hear a lot of people say that black-eyed kids could be vampires. Well, I mean, it goes with the lore of the vampire can't enter your house without you allowing them. Yes, and I agree but with that. But then at the same time with the fam- vampire lore, if you tell them to get out and like, kick them out of your house... Then they have to leave. Not necessarily. In some lures. In some, sure, but not I all like of them. I like those ones. Those are the ones I'm going <laughs> with. <laughs> but my, my whole thing is, that's in articles everywhere. When I was doing all of my research, they were go- people were going on, oh, well, they could be this, they could be this, they could be vampires. But when I tried to find specifically in an article as to why people think it's vampires, nobody wrote anything. So I wrote my own. All right. <laughs> Original by Heather Gerd. This is by me. I wrote this. All right. So vampires are known to drink blood from their victims, as we all know. That is what a vampire does. Lo- yeah. I was going to go like, unless you twilight, then you sparkle, but. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, they still need blood to survive. They have to drink off of people, but they can also like go, quotation mark, vegetarian. And eat animals, like suck off animals and stuff. Yes, but it's still blood. You're still still taking blood blood from a victim. But they sparkle. (laughs) But something not many people may know is that that is not how the lore of vampires started. Really? Really. The beginning lore was that vampires would drain the life force from their victims. And they may not necessarily even need to be in the same room as them. That's weird. They would just drain their life force. Being that, it has evolved into them drinking blood. So if you think about it, blood is our life force. Yeah, you lose too much blood, you're dead. Exactly. So that's why the vampire lore has gone to that. Well, it makes sense. Like in movies and in books, it makes it easier to read or watch. If you can physically watch them suck something out of you. Yes, you can physically see it happening. But draining someone's life force could mean anything that keeps a person alive. What keeps us alive, Taryn? Food. Well, I Air. mean, like... Water. Maybe something invisible that you can't quite see. Your spirit. Your spirit. Your soul. I'm gonna go with antibodies. Huh? The yeah, ex-lady got cancer. Yeah. Oh. So if you don't have antibodies... Don't suck your fingers! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So if you don't have antibodies, you don't have anything to fight sickness. Which, again, yes, like you said, brings us back to that last one that we said. Her cat died of a hemorrhage. She was getting sick. The guy got melanoma. So who knows what they were took. But they took something that caused them to get sick. So... And stay sick. And stay sick, yeah. So is it such a far stretch to think that they stole antibodies or something along those lines it's possible what if black-eyed kids are somehow pulling those from people's bodies to consume in some sort of way but it seemed like in the lore or in the story you read that it didn't it didn't happen until after the kids left Mm -hmm. kids didn't leave until the parents showed up but the parents never entered the house Mm -hmm. so what's that all about like did the kids just start it 
and now since they were allowed to enter the house and then they left the house, now they can just randomly like reappear into your house whenever they need that little bit of energy. Maybe the vampires have found a way to get the perfect hunters. Interesting. Maybe the children are the hunters. They're getting the food and bringing it back to the vampire nest. Or just letting them know it's like, hey, it's over here. We got in. We're in. Something. Maybe. So, obviously, we just brought that up. So, like vampires, black-eyed kids have to be invited in. Yes. So, that's kind of what happened in that last story from part one. The couple invited them in, which in turn invited them to do whatever they pleased. All right. Have you ever heard of the term, home is where the heart is? Yes. I don't know who hasn't. <laughs> Me neither. It's a very common phrase. This kind of brings a secondary thing to you inviting someone into your home. Did so if home is where the heart is. Yes and no. So think about it. Home is where your heart is. Mm-hmm. My home is wherever my family is. Okay. It doesn't have to be my house where I live, where I own. Sure. Where's but your family at? Well, my husband's well, at work. Not currently, but normally. I'm just saying, like, not always. Like, we're all over the place. We're barely ever at the house. Well, the last 12 weeks I've been at the house a lot. But okay. normally we're not at the house that much. So, like, there are a lot of people who are not homebodies. And they're always out with their friends or their family or whoever they consider their heart. And then you have people like my parents who never leave the house. Mm-hmm. And so their heart is truly their house. All right. Well, I believe that if you invite, invite someone into your home, you basically invite them maybe not into your heart necessarily but you're inviting them to do whatever to you that makes sense like i said the whole the heart's your where your home is yeah or your home is where your heart is mm-hmm. i guess i take a different perspective on that because of what my husband did or does what i do and the fact that we're both in the military and then i've got family across the united states yeah it a little different because not necessarily where you sleep at night is where your home is well, for me no. and for the stuff that my husband and i have done yeah. But I can see how, for a lot of people, that statement means not only yourself personally, but your house. But, I mean, it's your home. Even for you, yes, your family may not be there at all times of the day, but that's where you lay your head down at night. Here, yes, last yes. seven years, yes. Exactly. The black-eyed kids may not be the whole normal, you know, event to suck your blood kind of vampires. Maybe they're the old vampires. Like the original type of vampires. I don't know. Especially if, it, if the lure was that they originally just had to take your life force. Yeah. And then maybe as they got weaker as a species, they physically had to bite onto you. Oh, that's a good point, right? Taryn. I like it. Okay, so they're vampires. So the older vampires, because the ones that suck your blood mm-hmm. are the ones that are weaker, the weaker species. Mm-hmm. So they physically have to bite you. Yeah. Or the black-eyed ones who are not as common mm-hmm. and are more rare are the older type. They just need to be invited into your home to take your life force. Oh, I love it. That's a great theory. All right, so we're, we're going to go into the eyes thing here then, too. Because, generally speaking, vampires don't have souls, right? Well, I can see the little eyes because it's the window into your soul. <gasps> oh, that was the thing I was going to bring up. The eyes are the windows to your soul. So if they don't have a soul, then it's just Black. empty space. And a lot of people would say... That your soul would be the same as light. 
That's what I have heard. You know, your soul is the light of your life. That's what your soul is. Your it's life pure. Yeah. yeah, it's light, not life, light. Does that mean that people's lighter eyes have more soul? Maybe. Like, you're onto something here. So your brown-eyed people are more muddy soul, or your blue eyes, or your green eyes, the lighter eyes? Maybe. Maybe that's why my kids have eyes so dark they almost look black because you know they they're have, soulless. They're almost. <laughs> not. They still have a little soul. But so if the black-eyed kids are vampires, them having black eyes essentially would mean that they have no soul because black in all essence, is the absence of light. They have no light. They have no soul. Their eyes are black. I like it. Does that mean they can see their reflection in the mirror? I I don't think... Well, that has really nothing to do with it. That was That had to do with the old lore on vampires, and the only reason vampires weren't able to see their reflection is because the back of all the old mirrors were made out of silver. Vampires can't deal with silver, therefore they couldn't see their reflection, Nowadays, they could probably see themselves because the back of mirrors are no longer made with silver. What if they only made that up, right? So they they made up the, the, the lure, lore, that they can't see their reflection. So that when they get invited to a lady's house, and a lady goes, you know, hey, go look at the mirror to see if they're a vampire. And then she sees their reflection because they made up the rule that you can't see their reflection as a ruse. Maybe. Da, da, da. Well, I think out of all things Black Eyed Kids could be, I think this one is actually very likely. I like this one and I like the Myling. The Myling one with the, yeah. the ghosts? Ghost-like figures. Okay. Because, you know, they're pale-ish kids that appear and disappear and have to be invited in. And... I don't. I think. I think they could be a different kind of vampire. I like the whole, the older lore, like the older version of the vampire. Oh, yeah. No, I like, yeah, I, I like, like your one. theory on that. That's pretty great. We have one more thing they possibly could be to cover. Demons. No. I didn't go with demons. I went with aliens. See, I like the demon theory better. Well, wait till you hear the alien oh. stuff. All right. What do you think, little man? Demons or aliens? Take that with what you please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to, again, so we'll probably have another episode covering vampires. We're also going to have a different episode covering what I'm going to talk about now. But to give you a cursory thing, I'm going to talk a little bit about Men in Black. Like the TV series, no, Men in Black. No, not the movie. Darn. No. Men in Black is an actual kind of sort of phenomenon that happens that mostly surrounds UFO. So it's more of when someone sees a UFO, basically the, the men in black show up to your house and go, you didn't really see what you saw, or basically we're going to kill you if you like talk about it. <laughs> because that's where they got it from. Yes. Men in black can be kind of sort of similar to black-eyed kids. But they're men. They're men. They're grown-ups. Obviously, that's a big difference. Men in Black are grown-ups. Black-eyed children are children. Men in Black do tend to go knocking on people's doors late at night. Sounds like Black-eyed kids to me. They also, Men in Black will also tend to not enter a home unless they're specifically invited to come in. Such as Black-eyed kids. 
one interesting thing is that men in black tend to wear black sunglasses. I'm not really sure why. A lot of people seem to wonder if maybe the men in black have the dark black eyes. But for them to wear sunglasses seems a bit more normal than for kids to wear sunglasses. So they get away with it. See, I wouldn't think anything odd of a kid wearing sunglasses either. Hell, my three-year-old wears sunglasses. She sure, looks like Spider-Man little, sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. But... The little kid ones. I mean, but black-eyed and kids are not normal kids. Anybody wearing sunglasses in darker weather or nighttime is odd. Like, are you high or, like, what's going on here? Because it's obviously too dark for sunglasses. Who knows? What some people maybe are speculating is that the black-eyed kids are who exactly the men in black are, just as children, and they're sort of in training. Interesting. So they are training to become the men in black when they grow up. But also, some may speculate that the children, the black-eyed children are maybe not completely human at all. Maybe they are alien-human hybrids. Which is very possible what men in black could also be. They could be alien-human hybrids. Most people think the men in black are very strange anyways. Yes, they look mostly human, but there's something off about them. Which could be their alien DNA. Yes, they look mostly human, but maybe they are part alien. That's maybe why they don't look exactly right. Maybe that's what these kids are, too. Maybe they appear to be human, but maybe they have a bit of alien DNA in them. Okay. I'll go off of this for a second. Okay. So, they're men in black in training. Yes. Then why, one, are they entering, trying to enter people's homes without the adults? I think it's, again, a training exercise. I think if they are able to get in, then they're doing something right. That's why at the end of our last story, who picked up the kids? You said two guys in black suits. Mm. All right. I was thinking just a gay couple, mm. but okay. Two men in black suits. No. Maybe it was just, you know, a gay couple that was on their way home from a business trip. Sure. Which is why they were in suits. Then why in the world are there kids wandering around? And how do they know where their kids are? Because they never actually did use the telephone. Maybe they sent out a supernatural... (laughs) It's because they're aliens. ...signal through the toilet. (laughs) Like, here's some drop of my blood into the water. (laughs) Hey, Dad, we're here. Come get us. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe this would happen to one of the cats. What? Okay, I'm kind of going off of... A scene I saw in the TV series Supernatural, where the demon was making a blood call to, like, the number one demon, Crowley. Yeah. Where she cut the guy's throat and all the blood went into the cup. Yeah, and he made a phone call to hell. Made a phone call to hell. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't have a cup, but they do have a toilet. (laughs) And they had four cats throughout the house. Three of them went missing. So they used all the cats? They used a cat. They used a cat. And the other two cats were like, oh, I'm out of here. And left. <laughs> and the third cat, the fourth cat's like, you're crazy. And then dies of a hemorrhage. So you're still going with demons. Though. Yeah. Right. I like the demon theory. Well, I like this theory I really like too. the vampire theory now that we've talked about it. Yeah. But my original theory was definitely demons. Okay. It's only because of the black eyes and you like supernatural. Yeah. 
<laughs> Mostly. <laughs> but along those lines, I guess demons technically don't have a soul as well, which will go along with the whole black eyes. Yeah. Not having a soul. Absence of light. All that fun junk. I guess that could also be a possibility. I guess I do like your, like, in training mm-hmm. theory. Well, I mean, it just makes sense, especially for that last part where the two men in suits came and picked up the kids. And honestly, if they were possibly part alien at least, maybe they had something on them that was, maybe it was radioactive or something. Maybe that's what caused the guy's melanoma. Okay, but why do they get the wash of fear? Why the radiation, on, man! Why do they knock on people's windows on the second story of a balcony? Because they're training to get into places. They gotta get in somehow. Okay, yeah, you use that front door! <laughs> they don't know! You don't creep people! They're training! Okay, you don't let them out in field training until they've had some kind of common sense. <laughs> common okay. sense. Hey, don't maybe, freak the people out. Maybe they thought... Totally. Maybe they thought it was the front door because the door was on the outside of the building. They probably taught them doors are going to be on the outside of the building, but they weren't prepared for an apartment building. Well, they should have put that in Apartments 101. <laughs> Like, come on, it's not like it's, you know, apartments are a new thing. No. They've been around for some time. Like, you think. Okay, so update your training. Come on. But here's the thing is they're always a little behind anyways. Whenever they come, like, sometimes when they're dressed funny, they're dressed behind the times. Yes, but we've had apartment buildings for quite some time. Maybe they skipped that lesson. Maybe they were sick that day. Okay, what about the whole we're watching you from the guy that, you know, taunted them? Like, hey, come find me. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't know about that one. That okay. one's creepy. <laughs> Explain that one if they're in training. If they're demons or they're vampires, they can watch them and or they're the mylings where they're stuck near the, you know, wherever they died or where a trauma happened. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense for that story because, you know, he lived near the park and he taunted them. And they could watch him. But the aliens in training that don't know about apartments? Well, you don't know. Aliens think we're weird anyways. I don't know. That was just another theory of what black-eyed children could possibly be. And I mean, what if some version of each of these folklores are true? What if they really are mylings? What if there are alien-human hybrids? What if there are vampire children? What if it's a common, like, there's just one, and it's just a little piece of all of it. Like, it's a human, alien, myling, vampire hybrid. Opticon. <laughs> Give me your phone! <laughs> oh, I kind of, I like that. So all of these black-eyed children stories are lumped all together. What if each one is a different thing? So it's all, what if it's all of them? Just in different areas. Yeah, that that's what I'm thinking. It's um, just different. There are different things, different beings, but they're all being lumped into the same thing because they look similar. Because they're kids. And they have black eyes. Dark eyes. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily black eyes. No, no. They're, they're all black eyes. So that is Black Eyed Kids. Theories. Theories. I do enjoy the vampire ones though i think that one's my baby that's the one i think they could be i like that one especially the one that you and i kind of came up with at the end yes like that one's really cool if it's not that one i'm my second guess is i have to say the mylings mylings yeah all right though i do like the other um the first one you did the skeptical thing yeah 
Not the skeptical. Oh, the, the Octagon. Yes. The Uruquois cool. legend. Yes. No, no. I think they're all very good and they're all very plausible, I think. When my weird paranormal's mind. Because I'm a big weirdo. But that's why we're at Fort Weird. That's why we named it that. Because I'm weird. We're both weird. You're and just slightly Taryn's weirder. Taryn's weird and everyone's weird. I believe in more than she does. Yes. <laughs> I'm a... It takes a little bit more for me to believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I've had first-hand experience with some things. So now I feel like I need to have a little bit more proof on other things. It's fine. So you full-heartedly believe in ghosts. Oh, yeah. So that's true. I've had to deal with them. I've had them touch me. <laughs> I've had a, a shoulder rub from one that really creeped me out. But you, uh, but again, I have noticed through a lot of other things you don't necessarily believe in, like aliens or Bigfoot or obviously black-eyed kids. There's just certain things you don't believe in, which is fine. And I honestly haven't had any kind of encounters with anything. And yet I believe all of this. I have faith. This is what's wrong. I have faith. You have faith. (laughs) I I have partial skeptical (laughs) faith. Like, I know that there's creepy, unhuman things out there. Uh And I'm not saying that, you know, Bigfoot or black-eyed kids or... You know, aliens don't exist, but do they? Well, everyone, this is the end of our episode, and I want to wish you all luck. Have a wonderful Halloween, and don't answer the door for any, well, I mean, you're going to have to answer the door for kids. Just don't invite invite them in. Don't invite them in your house. Okay, Taryn, do your joke. What do you get if you divide the circumference of a pumpkin by its diameter? What? Pumpkin pie! (laughs) Awesome. Alright, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful week. And have a great Halloween. Love you guys. Bye! The existence of this.